X Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a hazy kind of morning, but uh, beautiful Saturday for racing, that's for sure, all around the world. We got some big time uh, racing going on. And, uh, how you doing over there, Alan? Doing good, Perry. I'm not hearing anything here. Me neither. Let's see what's going on. Uh, Tyler, you still out there? We're not hearing a thing here. Testing. I don't, you better call him anyway, Ronnie. I'm not getting a thing. We've had this one time before, but we're still on the air, Perry. Well, I don't, I'm, uh, can't figure out what's wrong. I'm not hearing anything on my headphones and the needles aren't moving. And, uh, that's usually not a I good just sign. I got a text that said, I'm good and you're, you're not. Who said so, that? Uh, uh, one of my, uh, listeners. listeners here on the phone. So, uh, uh, there we go, Perry. There you go. I must have accidentally hit something. I don't know what it was. He got his well, Hang on. do I? Is that Tyler? Yeah. Is, can he hear us? Can you hear us on the radio? <laughs> oh. Okay. okay. He can hear us. Yeah. I'm still not. Everybody can hear us, and uh, we're we're coming through loud. Well, I'm not hearing myself here, so I'm not. Uh, well, anyway, I, I'm hearing you. All right. Well, I guess that's all that matters. But the needles aren't jumping over here. Okay. I just got a text that you're not really on, Perry. But uh, I'm not on. You're not on yet. But uh, still don't have Perry's. How, how's about now? Uh, Nothing. Well, I don't. I'm not sure what's going on a here. Of, a lot of background noise out here. But uh, this is a great way to start the show, and I didn't do anything but sit down and. <laughs> sit down and start talking how about now no i can hear perry in the background that's all we got right well uh this is a wonderful start to the show very top button which one above your microphone number one what do i hit talk talk pgm all right. How about now? There we go. Oh, yeah. I hear me. <laughs> Does the audio button need to be pushed? Audio button need to be pushed. But not program. But not program. Both should be lit up. Program and audio. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to start your engines. <laughs> That's uh, that was a rough start. I must have accidentally hit right. something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, sounds like Rona air. All the needles are jumping, and uh, no, I think it may have had to do with him having his cut off a program while he was the voice in the 
in the ear of the previous show on location. Could be. I'll, yep. I'll buy that. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we're about uh, eight minutes into a show. We've had about 30 seconds worth of entertainment value here. But uh, let's I, know, I found it pretty entertaining. Well, how are you, Ronnie? I'm fine. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Alan? I'm good, Perry. You doing okay? Doing real good. All right. And uh, y'all try to take it easy swinging that mic back and forth because that sounded about as bad as the rest of the show has so far. How you doing, Greg? Hanging in there, Perry. Like I say, it's just pretty good weather. A lot of racing going on. A lot of racing going on, and it's uh, from uh, all over the United States. And then, uh, of course, this morning starts the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which uh, will give something for you people to watch. Uh, if you can get Motor Trend Television, and I, I'm not sure how to do that, but probably be very easy if you've got a smart TV. And... Uh, We'll talk about that just a little bit. A lot of the people that are in uh, IMSA that we talk about each week are over there. In fact, uh, Pipo Durrani starting fifth at Le Mans. But, you know, in a 24-hour race, I don't think uh, starting fifth uh, probably has the same uh, um, impact as starting fifth in a 25-lap race over at Cherokee Speedway. So, uh, But anyway, Le Mans is a famous uh ranks right up there with um indianapolis and daytona and some of the great races in the world and uh that's that's today so 24 hours of le mans goes back uh i think to 1929 if i'm not mistaken might even be a little bit earlier than that but so anyway um we had a lot of racing last weekend to cover and uh greg uh, did you get us a guest this week yeah we did and, and uh we're coming up on sonoma which is with with a good racetrack for us. Uh, and, uh, we're going to have Donnie Wingo, who was, uh, a great crew chief for us. One of the best we ever had and a wonderful person. And he was there with the crew chief in the car and calling the shots when we won that race in 93. And, and, uh, Donnie's going to come on at 11 o'clock and just tell us kind of what all happened. Cause it, 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 there's a good story about that. Yeah. And he was very successful in, uh, in other places, but yet Le Mans, uh, Le Mans, Sonoma, he also won with uh, Juan Pablo Montoya. Right. And uh, so he, uh, uh, you know, Bud Moore was a, was a road course master, but evidently uh, he must have given a lot of information to Donnie Wingo for Donnie to uh, absorb, and Donnie was pretty good after his Bud Moore years. But y'all won your last three races with Donnie Wingo, the two Monday races at uh, – Martinsville and North Wilkesboro, and then the final win in 1993 with uh, with Jeff Bodine. So we'll talk to Donnie Wingo, and he's also from Spartanburg, which makes it even better. And we, uh, we're real proud of him. I find out what he's doing these days, and we will uh, have him on at 11 o'clock. So stay tuned, and if I don't push any wrong buttons, we'll have him on. So, uh, Alan, there's a lot going on here locally. Uh, yes, we do, uh, but uh, we got one racetrack that won't be racing tonight, but they're going to be racing this coming Thursday night. Thursday so, uh, night. Thursday night. Uh, kind of a little bit of a strange program, but with these super late models, the way they travel and stuff, got a lot of us to talk about, about Eldora. You know, that's that Tony Stewart racetrack yep. out there in Rossburg, Ohio, paid $1 million Thursday <laughs> night. 
actually it paid last me. Thursday night. This past wow. Thursday night, and uh, got another race here tonight. Going to pay one hundred and twenty-eight thousand. <laughs> Pays over five thousand dollars to start. Uh, actually, it paid over the. They give a big check out to these guys, you know, the cardboard checks and stuff. Yeah. It was $1,002,022. That way, whenever he hangs it up on the wall, he knows that he actually won that race in 2022. Oh, okay. And it's been exactly almost 21 years since uh, the last million-dollar race at Eldora. That's a lot of money. That's a lot For of money. For any race. For a 100-lap dirt race. Yeah. Yes, it is. $1 million. Mm. And, uh. We got had a. I'll get into it a little bit later on, and uh, that'd be worth putting a twenty-five T back together for uh, a million bucks. A million bucks. I doubt <laughs> my division to pay a million bucks, and uh, a lot of a lot of good racing was going on, and uh, a lot of last lap racing was going on at Eldor for the million bucks, and it come out clean. Okay, well that's good, and you got all the details. I got a little bit of the details uh, here. All right, how's fishing? I hadn't heard much about fishing uh, lately. Fish, fishing my fishing. I went Thursday and uh Down right, to Union or are you I went to a different lake this week. I went to Perry's over in Cherokee. All right. Matter of fact, it's a it's about a uh about two, three hundred yards from the racetrack and I was sitting there mm. fishing and they was boys over our practicing at Cherokee Speedway and it was just like I was sitting right there apart. the way the echo was coming across mm-hmm. that lake and stuff. Uh, one time I started to throw my bait buckets in the back of the truck and said, I got to go watch this. I got to, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, that mosquito bite started itching and I started scratching a little bit, but, uh, uh, as far as the fishing, fishing didn't go good over there to a new lake and, uh, don't go back. Well, uh, you got to go back. I mean, you just don't let it whoop you. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's not in my, not my DNA as my daddy used to say. Well, that's, uh. I tell you what, I hadn't hadn't heard a fishing report lately. Are you uh, on the on the record with a heavy nope, heaviest catch nope, anywhere? Nope, nope, not. I hadn't went back over to the place over there that was fixing to close down. He went ahead and paid me for the last big fish that uh, went ahead and paid me for the yearly since uh, another guy's taking the lake over. So, oh uh, really? Yep. And uh, he uh, the new guy's taking it over. Uh, I don't know if he's going to allow too much of us. Uh, competition carp fisherman over there he's uh kind of opening the lake up to a family program of deal and uh i've seen on uh their facebook page to i don't i hope he makes it that's all i can say for somebody you know now you told me out there in the lobby just now about another change that went on uh was that this week at cherokee speedway well it's been in the program and uh uh we talked to the guy tony adair and talked now to him a lot. talked to him a lot on here and uh now I hear that between him and his partner there, Scott Childers, that now it's just Tony Adair. Okay. You know, everybody knows that Scott went down and kind of purchased Livonia Speedway down in Georgia. And uh, I hear that he's, uh, I think he's starting up his own construction business and his plate's a little bit full and he wanted to, so uh, he let Tony Adair kind of, I think, buy his third out of the program over there and, uh, or half of the program, whichever one it has to be. And uh, now Tony Adair has got the whole show over at Cherokee Speedway and like to see him kind of kind of bring back uh, limited sportsmen. But. And that would be uh, possibly get the 25T back yep. on the track. Yep, it would. That's, uh, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, I've always said. You know, sometimes you uh, just hang on to what you got and it'll come back around. 
And that dim figure at the end of the tunnel is Mr. Wilson. Oh, Mr. Wilson, him. Uh, I got a little story about them too, but <laughs> <laughs> I know he's listening. And I told him, I said, oh, y'all don't need to, you know, don't go back down there. Okay. Well, we'll find out about that at 1140. I'm sorry, 1040 when uh, we get uh, the local scene from Allen. Of course, at 1020, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we'll have Deb Williams. And Deb's been under the weather. And I uh, hope she's feeling better, but I think she's uh, well enough to be on the radio with us. So um, we'll have her in just a few minutes. Had a lot of racing last week and a little bit of controversy up there at uh, um, uh, at uh, Gateway in yeah. Illinois. The first time they'd run there, the cup cars. And uh, um, I got roped into going to a 70th anniversary. Actually, it was very nice, but uh, it that was last Sunday up in Tryon. And so I didn't get to see any racing and what little bit I did see, I fast forwarded through it because I, I just didn't have the time, uh, to absorb it like I should, but, um, well, the racetrack has got long straightaways and tight corners. It looked and, pretty and, full. I saw that. And, uh, you know, whenever you back there and you got to fight his car and you got to come to the front, uh, sometimes you don't check up enough in front, the guy in front of you, but, Daddy always said, if you hit a man in the rear, he's in your way. <laughs> and Ross, That's one way to look at it. Ross Chastain moved 11 up, and 11 went on up there and hit the wall, and he didn't appreciate it. And uh, they was kind of, uh, once the 11 come back out on the racetrack, uh, he, uh, I don't know why NASCAR didn't step in, to tell you the truth. Uh, well, th I there's mean, a story out there now that they're not even going to. Well, uh, and don't, well, and... You heard after the race, Ross, Ross Chastain, he apologized. He said, I've got to be better than that way. And, uh, but I mean, he, he did it twice. Not, not only did he do it once, but he done it to your man, the nine. And, uh, did it knock him out of the race too? It, no, it didn't knock him out of the race. It just kind of moved him and he was kind of upset with that too. But, uh, they, uh, you know, I ain't going to say that's racing, but, uh, that is racing. I mean, if you're scared to. You're, you got to rub them, move yeah. them sometimes, and uh, nobody, nobody said nothing about the black three whenever he done it. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, they said a lot about it. They just didn't do anything about it. <laughs> well, I think uh, I did hear a few comments. You know, uh, they they would kind of settle it outside the race cars. And, uh, yeah. I, was, I was, you know, I thought NASCAR would step in, but NASCAR didn't step in because at one time they was going down the back straightaway, and I bet you they wouldn't run fifty mile an hour, and. Uh, one was trying to do this, and one was trying to do that, and one was jigging, and one was dodging. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I tell you what, we'll uh, we'll get uh, Deb's Deb's opinion on Deb's that. Opinion, opinion on that right after uh, we take our first break. So kind of a rocky start, but I think we've got it together now. Let's take it uh, our first break and come back and talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Inpex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Inpex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Inpex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Uh, good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. And uh, we had sort of a rocky start to the show with some buttons getting pushed that didn't need to be pushed. And But we're, we're okay now. Um, kind of controversial racing last week out there at gateway a new track for the new car and uh i understand that nascar said they're not going to take any action but there was quite a bit of feather ruffling going on with uh dwight uh, with uh ross chastain 
Yes, that's very true. And, you know, I thought it was very um, manly of him to come on air after the race and say, take full blame for it. You know, he said that he was over aggressive and it was, he made mistakes and he was sorry for it. And, you know, it takes quite a man to stand up and admit his own mistakes. So. I think that went a long way towards the reason NASCAR didn't take any action, and he stood up and said, you know, I was in the wrong, Uh, I was over-aggressive, and of course, Chase Elliott let him know and and went on, and, you know, that's the way it's considered okay, uh, so to speak, is if you make a point to that person that you didn't appreciate what was done, and then you go on. The thing was that uh, Denny Hamlin made his point when he ran him down into the almost into the grass, but then he continued uh, throughout the rest of the race, particularly when he was trying to prevent Chastain from getting up to the speed after he had his incident there with Chase. So I think that's where NASCAR would would look at it and go, wait a minute now, you, you made your point once, you know, and you didn't, now it was even Steven, so to speak. Well, um, Alan's over here nodding his head, and he, he was just saying that during the commercial break, and uh, he agrees with you completely. So, um, well, I, you know, I'm kind of surprised NASCAR didn't didn't sit him down after that, but, you know, they uh, if they've got it straightened out, they've got it straightened out. Well, NASCAR, <laughs> NASCAR prefers to let the drivers handle it. Right. NASCAR prefers not to step in. And, you know, if it had, if they had felt that it warranted stepping in after the race, you know, if it had continued, if Chastain had gone back to Denny or something and it had continued much like it did with Jeff Bodine and Dale Earnhardt back in 1987, then they would have when they had the big meeting in, in Daytona that was one of the scenes in uh, days of thunder yeah. but you know when nascar stepped in that day during the race bodine and earnhardt had been wrecking each other for two straight weekends at charlotte they started in the all-star race and they continued it in the bush series race on saturday and then they continued it in the 600 on sunday so you know this was not this was an entirely different situation and nascar prefers the drivers handle it between themselves but if it continues on and starts involving other drivers and their opportunity to win a race is then that's when nascar is going to step in yeah alan do you want to say something about uh, that yeah i'm i'm totally agreeing with her and like you was talking about i didn't think nascar should do anything to ross but i thought they should talk to denny i mean denny was the one that was kept on kept on throughout the whole race and uh and he even come over the radio and said no it's not over by a long way yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Well, then he gets on my bad side because he he fights his battles on Twitter, and that's to me that you just don't do that. That's just not the man way to do it. You go to and you talk to somebody face to face. You don't hide behind a Twitter account. There you go. Yep, I agree with that a hundred percent. So, uh, um, I guess we'll see if it's over with. I imagine it is now because on a road course you can. Uh, there's been a lot of hard feelings come out of Sonoma in the past. I know the in, infamous uh, Davy Allison, Ricky Rudd. Uh, what year was that? Uh, must have been about 1991 or three or something like that, Deb. 
It was, well, it wasn't 93. It was when Griggs Publishing still owned scenes, so I want to say it was in the early 90s. Yeah, it wasn't 93 because Bud Morriscar won that one. We actually have Donnie Wingo, the crew chief, uh, on a little bit later. Alan? Well, it's like Deb says, uh, nine times out of ten, whenever they put them up in trucks for the parade lap, it's going to be Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin in the same truck, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what karma does to you. <laughs> Well, I wish they would do that. That would that would be interesting. Uh, so, uh, what do we have looking forward to? I know Xfinity's off for a couple of weeks, and uh, but the trucks are out there at Sonoma. And I, that sort of surprised me. Well, it's been quite some time since the trucks have been at Sonoma, and I'm anxious to to see that race. I always enjoy seeing the trucks on a road course. But what's happened, and the reason I think they put them there, and I don't know if many people have noticed it, the truck season is, regular season, is ending much earlier this year than it has previously. And because Fox Sports has the entire truck season, what they did, they heavily loaded the truck schedule on the front half of the schedule when Fox has Cup and Xfinity as well. And since this today is the last, well, this weekend is the last Cup weekend for Fox, and then we switch to NBC, that has given Fox the bulk of the truck races in the first half of the season when they're there anyway to where they're not having to send an extra crew into the compound, TV compound, like they have in previous years. So the truck season, re- the truck series regular season actually ends at Pocono at the end of July. Yeah, and I remember you telling us that at the end of last year, one of the last shows, mm-hmm. if not the last show of the year, uh, uh, last season that Fox had uh, loaded the, the truck's schedule early in the year. And I, I, I figured it might have something to do with uh, – with all their football coverage and everything, but that that was just a wild guess on my part. Well, it's just more financially feasible if you're going to have a crew there on the weekends to cover Xfinity and Cup to, ha- to have your trucks as well. And when when it switched to NBC, then that means if you got a truck race, you're going to have to send a whole crew in there just for that one race. Yeah. Well, I like seeing the trucks on the road course too. So, uh, I uh, look forward to that race, which is, uh, which is this afternoon. Now our little point standings that we have, uh, Alan, you're, uh, got a commanding lead here. You got 26 points. Lanny and Deb have 17 each. I've got 16. Jada's got nine, Greg, eight and Ronnie, you need to do something. You need to put the kiss of death on, uh, on somebody that uh, got a better chance this week uh, no kidding maybe, why don't you go first well i was just thinking maybe i ought to get extra points <laughs> no for jinxing somebody no 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 extra points no matter what if, you do. if my pick goes out of the race i get a point no not gonna happen you get like the first out is that what you're wanting <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i'm commissioner and i'm overruling that but you would i'll give you the first pick well i'm gonna go back with chastain all right. Is he any good on a road course? We're going to find out. <laughs> okay. He's been good everywhere else. All right. Ronnie, I mean, uh, Alan, what do you think? No, nah, I'm going to let you go ahead. I'm oh, you just to... put a nine down there. You for Because he is, I mean, uh, Jason's good on the road course. Yes, he is. Who you want? Uh, 
Now, let's go Deb. Deb. Oh, Deb, go ahead. I, I don't know what he's waiting on over there, but uh, Deb, who are you picking? Well, you already took my first pick. I was going to force you to have to go somebody else today instead of the nine. Oh, um, sorry. I'm go with the, that's all right. Um, I'm going to go with the 18 then. Okay, that's Kyle Bush. And uh, uh, Lanny's already texted me in that he wants Blaney. All righty. And we'll get Greg's later. He stepped away. I think he might have gone down the hill to get our lottery tickets or something. Yeah. But, uh, hmm. um, I'm going to have to take last uh, last time's winner there, Kyle Larson. Okay. Well, Kyle's good. Kyle's good every week. Well, Deb, uh, you sound a lot better this week. I only heard one little cough there, but you're uh, uh, hopefully coming around. What's the next race you're going to go to? Uh, Nashville. I'm actually going to go to Nashville. And, that's um, next week, right? No. Mm-mm, they're off next week. Oh, that's right. They're off. Day weekend. Uh, ah, yeah, okay. Off next weekend. I, I was thinking but. of Xfinity because I know Jeremy uh, has two weeks off, the Xfinity. This is their first one. Then they got another one off, and then they go to Nashville, Nashville. where he's actually won an ARCA race one time. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe he'll and, snap um, his bad luck streak. Well, what's going on news-wise? What's going on that we don't know about? Well, the first thing I want to go back to um, last week's races and look at A.J. Allmendinger. And when you look at how he performed at Portland and then came back and won the race, I mean, he wrecked on the first lap, came back and won that race, and then went to Worldwide Technology Raceway and finished in the top ten there. And he's running this weekend again, too, at Sonoma. So it'll be interesting to see how Allmendinger does at Sonoma, even though he's never had um, too good of a record there. But regarding the news, I think the big thing is Carson Hosovar. Yes. You know, I'm sure a lot of people saw his bad crash there on the last lap at Worldwide Technology, and he has since gone in and had surgery on that lower leg, ankle area. And um, he will start the race today, but Daniel Suarez is standing by, and both of them practiced the truck yesterday. So... Uh, it's it's our understanding that uh, he may make a lap. I don't know when he's going to get out, but he may just start the race, make a lap, get out, and and Daniel get get in. But uh, Daniel Torres will will um, be standing by to take over for Carson Hosovar today. Well, there's probably a right ankle. Yeah, there's probably not a better track to do that at than uh, than any of the road courses. Uh, there's there, there's road courses longer than a. Uh, uh, Sonoma, but he probably won't lose the lap. And then when they have a, somebody run off the track into the dirt, they, uh, he'd be able to get his lap back. So, yeah. Uh, that, that was a nasty little wreck. He got hit right, right, pretty much right in the door, almost a T-bone job. Yeah, it was, it, it was very nasty. And, um, you know, one thing they've done there at Sonoma last year, they included the carousel into the course. And of course they've taken the carousel out of the course this year, which has put back in a couple of passing zones and shortened the course back to a 1.9-mile course. So you should see harder racing on the course this year because they don't have that slow carousel that they have to go through. And as one person said yesterday, there will be a lot of hard feelings come out of the this weekend's race at Sonoma. Well, uh, Sonoma's been known, as I was saying earlier, with Rudd and uh, – um, Davey. D- Davey Allison, you know, that's, that's 
not the first time running well is it nascar or the sonoma people that decide whether or not to have the carousel included it's the uh the sonoma people it'd be speedway motorsports incorporated which is bruton smith right well, well his son smith yeah. marcus yeah smi so you know naturally i'm sure they sat down and discussed it with nascar uh, you don't really make changes to a track without discussing it with NASCAR. So normally the procedure is that a track decides it wants to do something. It goes to NASCAR and says, this is what we would like to do. Do you have, what are your thoughts on this? Do you have a problem with this? And then that's the way it progresses from there. So they couldn't just up and change it without discussing it with NASCAR that that would not be very smart. You know, I like the different tracks that they're going to this year, but, uh, I mean, is the schedule going to remain as fluid as it is now with, uh, with, uh, maybe different tracks popping up every year or, uh, may they not go back to gateway? I thought it was a pretty good race. What, what little bit I got to see, I had a family duty I had to tend to, but, uh, you know, with, uh, they're going to go to road America and, you know they've they've done some drastic things to the schedule and and putting different tracks in there. Do you think uh, you think we'll see different tracks next year? That uh, the schedule hasn't come out yet for next year. I don't think. Oh no no no! It never comes out this early. It um, it comes out much earlier than it used to, but it never comes out this early. You know I would be shocked if the schedule did not include worldwide technology. And you're talking about Cup, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would be surprised because it was a sellout. Uh, everything I heard from the from people, the fans were extremely excited. They loved it, and I thought it was interesting to hear how different drivers and former drivers bought tickets and gave them away to friends or people in the St. Louis area. I know Kenny Wallace did that. Kenny Wallace bought like 100 tickets and gave them away to to people. Kenny Wallace fans. Yeah. And, you know, the way I found out about that is, uh, I believe it was, well, one of the MRN announcers went to the section that he was, I think it was Dave Moody, went to a uh, section where he was assigned for the broadcast and started noticing that everybody in that section was wearing Kenny Wallace (laughs) t-shirts. And he found out that Kenny Wallace had bought like a hundred tickets and given them out to friends and family and all. And those were all the ticket, the block of tickets that Kenny Wallace had purchased to, to give away. So, you know, everybody seemed to really get into it. I've never been there, but, uh, I'd be shocked if, if that track wasn't on the schedule next year. Uh, Deb, this is Alan again. Uh, can you shed any light on what happened to Hendrix out there? I mean, Chase was the fastest car I think they had out there, and the five, and they never did even get in the top ten. Um, I haven't heard anything. Uh, you know, they may have just missed it. Missed um, it. Sometimes you do that, and, um, you know, I was trying to think if any of their drivers had ever driven there in a truck race. William Byron may have driven there in a truck race well, Deb, back when he was in the truck series. Deb, uh, I haven't heard anything. Deb, before we let you go, uh, tell our listeners how we can uh, read your uh, 
writings and uh, and your website and your Twitter and all that, whatever we need to keep up with Deb Williams because you're a fabulous writer. Well, thank you. Um, actually, you can read my various stories on racingtoday.com, and that's R-A-C-I-N-T-O-D-A-Y.com. We've got a lot of great writers on there that are covering IndyCar and sports car and drag racing, so it's not just NASCAR that we have on that website. And then uh, my Twitter handle is DebWilliams72. So love to to hear from you on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm not really into social media, but I'm I'm there, and I will will respond back to you. Okay, that's great. Did you by any chance, Mike Hill? I think was that Thursday, Alan. Mike Hill sent us uh, sent Alan and I a picture of the Le Mans Cadillac for next year. They unveiled it. I guess that was Thursday. Did you happen to see a picture of that that car? No. No, I have not. I'll text it to you during the commercial if I remember. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's maybe the prettiest race car I've ever seen. So uh, it's the one that NASCAR is going to uh, be associated with. It goes to Le Mans next week. And, of course, Le Mans is today. But it will be uh, this Cadillac will be in the 2023 edition. And uh, I don't guess they've picked any drivers yet. But, uh, man, uh, it's well, a, Chase Elliott. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good. So, uh we will. Uh, yeah, in fact, um, I'm secretly hoping that maybe they'll put a, a NASCAR charter flight together or something to where a lot of us can go over there because the 24 hours of Le Mans has definitely been on my bucket list since I was a child. Well, great. Well, I'm going to, in fact, I, I'm going to send it to you just as soon as we hang up. Deb, you're great. We love having you on the show and uh, hope you continue to feel better and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And one thing I want to mention that you sent me a, a email or text after we got off last week, and that was that Jimmy Johnson did get Indianapolis 500 rookie honors. So. Yeah, we got so many listeners. If we say something wrong, it's because uh, uh, we thought it was uh, accurate, but we got people out there that will straighten us out in a heartbeat. And uh, I'm glad for that. At least we know somebody's listening. Yeah, I am too, and I just hadn't heard. You know, it used to always be a big deal, and it was everywhere, and I just hadn't heard. Well, you know, it was on television. Uh, I can't remember what it was on, but it was on television uh, at 8 o'clock on Monday after the 500, and I didn't. I forgot about it. So, anyway, Deb, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. Good that, week. Yep, thank you. That's Deb Williams. Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. Yeah, except she didn't know about Jimmy Johnson winning Rookie of the Year. Well, everybody has a little bit of information drop out. Well, that's true. And Lord knows I'm at the head of that pack. Let's take a break. We'll come back and hear what's happening uh, locally with Alan. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this There's the pass to Leitner Puts it up 
then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served. Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and let's go to Allen Hill for the local scene. Allen, you got 12 and a half minutes. All right. We're going to start off with Cherokee Speedway. We're going to start off with the mini late models. First place went to Dustin Bailey. Second went to Mike Green. Third went to Preston Beckham. In the Pro 4 division, first place went to Sparks Parish. Second went to Jacob Kinder. Third went to Chris Holmes. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Luke Clements. Second went to David Carswell. And third went to Trevor Blue. Young Guns V8. Guy we had on here not too long ago, Bradley Whiteside. Mm-hmm. So he got it put back together and started winning again. Second went to Cole Daughtry, and third went to Grayson Sutton. And the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Josh Hoots. Second went to Cade Langley. Third went to Coke Gilliam. 
In the 602-604 Charger Division, first place went to Will Bailey, second went to Jeremy Fowler, third went to Tanner Fortune. And now for the big main event, the sprint, wing sprint cars were there. Uh, first place went to Jeff Oliver, second went to Brandon McLean, and third went to Steve Cernak. Okay, now moving over to Harris Speedway last weekend. Harris Speedway had the big Carolina Clash Super Late Models up there. Glad to see the Late Models come back to Harris Speedway. But we're going to start off with the Thunder Bombers. First place went to Stetson Todd. Second went to Brandon Satterfield. Third went to Logan Sparks. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Caden Presnell. Second went to Keeley Laws. Third went to Isaiah Lawrence. And the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Ray Hudson. Second went to Matt Spencer. Third went to Mikey Brock. In the Renegade Division, first place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Phoenix Slaughter. Third went to Riley Robinette. Craig Sportsman Division, first place went to Jesse Wall, second went to Cody Ursley, and third went to Jeff Smith. In the Front Wheel Drive Division, first place went to Donovan Beecham, third went to Kale Deese, and third went to Newman Presnell. Thunder Bomber Future Division, first place went to Terry C., second went to Mason Mintz, third went to Josh Mathis. And now for the big main event, the Carolina Class Super Late Malls. First place went to Rambo Franklin. Second went to Anthony Sanders. Third went to Adam Yarborough. Fourth went to Gray Pardon. And third, fifth went to Mike Huey. Okay, now we're going back to Friday night, which was last night. We're going to start off with uh, Travers Rest Speedway. I got just the first uh, race monitor went down sometime during the night. So uh, all I've got is first place for their divisions there. Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Tyler Geis. And the MMSA, first place went to Harley Holden. And Craig Sportsman, second, first went to Timmy Smith. Front Wheel Drive Division, first went to Tyler Caps. Renegade Stock 8, I mean, Street Stock. First place, your man, Wally Fowler. I'm glad Wally's back out there. Well, he, uh, I think that, that little lightweight clutch kind of helped him get back <laughs> into the program. So, uh. You know, uh, like I said, a lot of people sitting up in the stands don't realize that sometimes these guys are handicapped and sometimes your track does the right thing and giving them back something to make them a little bit more competitive against the other cars. So uh, glad to see Wally get back in the victory lane there. Me too. A Young Guns Division, first place went to Nick Norris. And Pure Stock Division, first place went to Jason Howard McGrew. Uh Harris Speedway's got a big two-day event going on this weekend. They started off with last night. It's not the 24 hours of Harris again, is it? No, it's not the 24 <laughs> hours of Harris. Period. This is the SCDRA. That is the, uh, let me see. That is the com- subcompact cars, front-wheel drive. and uh, But they also had four other divisions there with them. They had their main events there last night. They had the Ford Outlaws. First place went to Josh Melton. Second went to Joel Melton. Third went to Nick Watson. In the mini late models, first place went to Rick Goss. Second went to Brad Anderson. Third went to Michael Godfrey. In the Young Guns V8, first place went to Malachi Appling. Second went to Hannah Wall. Third went to Jacob Mathis. I run what you brung class. I like that division. I do too. First place went to Jeffrey Woods. Second went to Josh Ayers. Third went to Lance Kreisman. And uh, like I said tonight, up at uh, Harris Speedway, they're going to have the big uh, SCDRA race. That is the Sports Compact Dirt Racing Association. 
$5,000 to win mm, in that nice. division. A lot of cars up there. Also on hand, they got the 602 late models there, Crate Sportsman, Renegade Stock 8, Thunder Bombers, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber Futures, Young Guns. Gates is going to open at Harris today at 4, p- 4 p.m. Driver's meeting is going to be at 6.30. Hits for $30 to get in. Stands are 15. Kids 12 and under are free. Also, uh, Cherokee Speedway is off tonight. So don't go to Cherokee Speedway, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> what happened uh, to Cherokee? They are having a Thursday night race. They're going to have the Lucas Oil Late Models there. This is the Gracie Smith Memorial Race. Going to pay $10,000 to win there. Also on hand is going to be the 602 Late Models, $1,500 to win. Uh, Thunder Bombers, $1,000. Pure Stocks, $1,000. Pits are going to open up Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Uh, gates are going to open up at 3 p.m. for the stands, and then hot laps will start at 7.15, and then racing will start at 7.30. Also, a uh, little bit of what I was talking about on uh, Eldora. Eldora, you know, Tony Stewart owns that racetrack. Right. Been 21 years since they paid a million dollars there. Uh, on Thursday night, it was a good show there. If you watched highlights of it, you can kind of bring it up. It's on Flow Racing. Uh, first place went to Jonathan Davenport. They call him Superman, yeah. but right now he's a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. And second place went to Chris Madden, which also paid $100,000 for second place. Uh, he didn't win a million to win it, did he? Yes. His la- share was a million dollars. Jonathan Davenport got a million and, and the $22 and the, so he'd know what year he won it. 2000, on that big check, it had $1 million, Then it, where it says like $2,000 yeah. and zero twenty-two dollars That way you can look at that check and see that it was in 2000 Like I said, it's been uh, 21 years ago since the dirt race paid a um, million dollars. And 21 years ago, Donnie Moran won it. And he was talking about how it changed his life. But guess what? Like I said, Chris Madden runs second, but third was Devin Moran, which is Donnie Moran's son. Okay. Just think if he would have messed around. And, <laughs> well, at the last lap, whenever they come across got the checkered flag, they was all within about five car lengths of each other. It was a good race. It was a real good race. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, they had a caution with two laps left to go. Mm. And Davenport, and they do double file restarts. Madden done a slide job on... Jonathan Davenport getting into the third turn, but Davenport crossed back up underneath yep. him. And then whenever he went down to the first turn, he kind of slowed up and stayed to the bottom of the racetrack to keep Chris Madden from getting a run on him again. But that gives third place guy on the outside, Devin Moran, a run. And he almost beat Chris Madden for second place, which is a hundred thousand. That's only a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But, uh, fourth went to Tim McCready. Fifth went to Chris Ferguson. So if you look at Jonathan Davenport, Chris Madden, and Chris Ferguson, all three of them are kind of within 100 miles of Spartanburg. So uh, a lot of good racing for our local drivers there to go out to this. And then, like I said, tonight. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, any of that involve uh, like a Barry Wright car or a Clements engine? Yes, they do. A bunch of them was out there doing that, but I don't think, uh, I think, 
Johnson, Davenport is actually, I think he runs a Longhorn chassis. Which is Labani. Yep. And uh, if you've seen it, there was a hundred, like 130 cars show up out there I don't to make it. this qualifying deal. They're supposed to qualify on Wednesday night, but it rained it out. They had to go to Thursday morning at 10 a.m. And everybody knows, like Bristol does on a day race, the track actually slows up. Mm. So uh, it was kind of a luck of a draw of how you went out to qualify. Yeah. But we were sitting there. I was, I was at, don't get me wrong, uh, I was sitting somewhere watching this where somebody had Flow TV watching qualifying. And Jonathan Davenport was got over into the B qualifying and was about uh, the 30th car to go out there, uh, he still qualified within two-tenths of what the guy, one of the first two or three guys that went out for main qualifying. And I looked down and I said, ooh, that man's got a fast race car to go out there with the track this far off. You could see the track losing four-tenths to five-tenths hmm. on dirt. And uh, Davenport still qualified. And I said, well, it's whenever they go back and reprep that track this afternoon, you know, Tony Stewart's got all the stuff to go in there and just fine tune that racetrack sprinkles. He got a misting system on that track where you just don't pull water on it and watch it run down across the racetrack. And, uh, the racetrack turned out matter of fact, when Jonathan Davenport got out of his car and his uniform was still perfectly clean to where mm. it didn't look like he was actually racing. And, uh, but, uh, also tonight, like I said there tonight, they're going to pay $125,000 again tonight. And uh, it's going to pay $5,028 just to start this main event on dirt. Mm. And uh, that's big money. That's real good big money on dirt racing. And But uh, I'm glad to see it coming to dirt racing. And uh, like I said, like you was talking about before, uh, these guys, you know, last year I was talking about Brandon Overton, 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 over and over and over. Well, this year, guess what? Johnson Superman Davenport. I don't know what he's actually done, but uh, it's the combination between that race car, motor, and driver that if you can get them three lined up together uh, and they get on that right combination, they get that feel in that seat, and they just hard to beat. I, and uh, Brandon Overton, just he almost missed the show in a way. Wow. And uh, sometimes you get off, and sometimes you just got to sit back and regroup and uh, – that's what Jonathan Davenport has done here lately. He's regrouped and he's paying off. Now, you uh, were telling us something else out there in the lobby, and we got about 45 seconds about some changes over at Cherokee Speedway. Yes. Uh, like I was telling you a little bit earlier, uh, before it was uh, Scott Childers and Tony Adair. They was in partners with each other, with each other and uh, Scott Childers has went down there and purchased Livonia Speedway and he is trying his best to purchase Anderson Speedway. But uh, everybody said at one time that he'd got the deal with Anderson, but uh, there's a little flaw, I think, in the contract where the lady that actually owned the racetrack was wanting it to stay asphalt. Yeah. But, uh, Scott Childers, he's a dirt man. He said, if I get it, it's, I'm plying it up. They're going to they gonna come in there. So uh, something hold up about the deal of getting Anderson. He's not got Anderson, but he's actually got Livonia. Uh, plus two, he's got some other things going on in his life and, uh, he's starting up a new business from what I hear. And that's, uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thank you, Alan. We're going to take a break. Come back with Donnie Wingo. You're listening to start your engines on Fox sports Spartanburg. 
This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. We are what you need to know. In game four of the NBA Finals Friday night, Steph Curry knocked down seven three-pointers on his way to 43 points in the Golden State Warriors 107-97 victory at Boston, tying the finals at two victories apiece. In Major League Baseball on Friday night, Darren Ruff of the San Francisco Giants hit two home runs at a 7-2 victory over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Joe Musgrove of the San Diego Padres struck out eight in six innings in their 9-0 victory over the Colorado Rockies. Musgrove is 7-0. He now leads the majors with a 1.50 earned run average. The Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-5. The Phillies on an eight-game winning streak, 7-0 under interim manager Rob Thompson. The Boston Red Sox, 4-3 victors at Seattle. The Red Sox have won eight of their last nine games. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do, and that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's my pleasure to introduce a native of Spartanburg, South Carolina, and one of our favorite crew chiefs, if not the favorite crew chief, Donnie Wingo. Good morning, Donnie. Donnie, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Okay. Good morning, and uh, welcome to Start Your Engines. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Donnie, can't thank you enough for being on. And, uh, you know, this weekend means a bunch, uh, especially with all the years you spent with uh, with Bud Moore Engineering. And uh, it being Sonoma, I couldn't think of anybody kind of to, to talk about it. Plus, you had successes even after, you know, you, you, you worked for Bud and everything. But, uh Kind of the start off that deal, how, you know, we, we had a lot of things going on and build a new car and just give us your kind of scoop on that deal. We worked on it real hard for a few months just to concentrate on that race, but, but tell us kind of what happened on that deal. I, I remember most of it. I know it was all, it was all good. Yeah, it, it was one of those deals to where, you know, uh, we were, we were running Laughlin cars at the time, so we had built another drop snout car for a road course car to run Sonoma and run the road courses. And, uh, Jeff had come in one day, a couple of weeks before, before Sonoma and said that he had run a, you know, a rear sway bar in the past at some, in, in some of his modified races. So he came in and we kind of looked at it and looked to see how we could mount it. And called over at Laughlin's and got Jackie to bend me up a couple bars, a couple chrome molly bars, a couple different sizes. And, uh, Got machinist there, old Jimmy Cochran. He uh, machined us up some brackets and 
figured out how to mount it on there, made it where we could adjust it, make it softer or stiffer, and kind of went with the softest softest option because, you know, to try to save the tires. And, and, and it really helped a lot in the race, especially down to the S's. If you watch the race back, that's where our car was really good. Is It would really change directions good down to the S's, and we'd kind of pull away, and that would give us a little bit of gap going into turn 11 where there's usually a lot of action. And then enable us to, you know, propel off turn 11, get a good run, and stay ahead pretty much most of the day when we led. I think we led 30, 30 laps that day. Maybe one car led a few laps more, but it was a good day for us. Yeah, that was 1993, and it was actually Bud Moore's last win. But you, uh, actually, you were in on, I guess if you count the clash, uh, you were the crew chief on Bud Moore's last four victories. Uh, that That's, uh, to that's me, right. that's something. It is something. Yes, it, it's pretty special for me. You know, like I told, I've told Greg in the past, it's probably, it ain't probably, it is the probably the best place I've ever worked. You know, a great group of people. We always had good people, and uh, everybody got along good. We had a good time. You know, we had our ups and downs, and some with the drivers, this or that, but we always seemed to work through it. And you know, we we're always pretty successful most of the time that I was there, and I was really, really proud of that. Well, I mean, you were. You, every race you went to, uh, you know, back with that motorcraft Ford Thunderbird, y'all, uh, y'all were as likely to win the race as anybody there. And I, that was a proud time for, for me being a huge Bud Moore fan and, and for, uh, and for Spartanburg auto racing, I, I'm a big, big, uh, uh, believer in, in all our, our great history here. And, and you're a big part of it. For sure. I mean, it was, like I said, I, I was very fortunate, you know, while I was there, you know, Bud would come in a lot of mornings and I get to go eat breakfast with him. And that was probably some of the, some of the most interesting times of my life. I was able to eat with Pearson and Cotton and Jack Smith, you know, we'd go up to McDowell's or somewhere and eat breakfast in the mornings. And I learned a lot about what went on in the sport, you know, way before my time. Well, it must've carried over cause you kept winning. Um, cause I, well, and I didn't even mention Morgan Shepard. That was, that was early on in your crew chief uh, career when uh, y'all won Atlanta with uh, the motorcraft car. Yeah, it, it was. You know, like I said, I had a lot of good teachers. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, Bud was he was on top of it on every aspect of it, from the chassis to the setup. And, you know, that that was probably one of my biggest learning experiences there with Ken Myler and all the guys there. Like I said, I mentioned Jimmy Cochran, machinist, probably one of the best machinists I've ever. I've ever been involved with. I mean, he, there was nothing that Jimmy couldn't make. And he taught me a lot about machining and Raymond Kelly, who's, you know, passed and gone on. You know, he taught me how to weld, you know, Healy arc and a lot of stuff like that. So that was probably one of the biggest learning experience that helped me get, you know, a good successful career for a long time. Yeah. I tell you, Donnie, you, you come, you come along already with, with, with a lot of those skills, uh, right out of the box. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, you were like our car chief, however, you know, to talk about different things, crew chiefs, chief mechanics and stuff. But Donnie was actually doing most work on the car for several years before that. But we did have one guy that, that, that left for some more money. And, uh, the driver me said, we'll need to put Donnie up. And, and uh, it, it worked out pretty, I, I don't know how the ex-employee done. He done pretty good, but Donnie really stepped in there and, and, and got Brett running pretty good. And, uh, Donnie worked on real hard on the road cars and everything else. I can't remember exactly when he come to work, but Donnie had a big old toolbox, no more by turning wrenches than most other people back here. A whole lot better than me, 
but uh, it was a lot of successes, and I was tickled to death that, you know, when we, we, we did come up against her demise with the multi-car teams and us being a little antiquated stuff, that, that Donnie got scooped right up and just kept right on winning. Yeah, I, I spent 11 years there, and like I said, it's probably it was the best 11 years of my racing career. I, I want to bring up one thing. Um, my wife's Colombian, and you uh, <laughs> you went back out to Sonoma. Listen, you're already laughing. You uh, yeah. you went back out to Sonoma with um, Juan Pablo Montoya and won again. So, uh, how was it working with him? Was there any kind of communication? Cause he's a heck of a driver. I mean, he won Indy, he won in stock cars and, uh, you know, he's, he's dabbling around with the IMSA right now. Uh, how was it working with, with Montoya? Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's a, he's a fireball. I mean, he's, you know, he's wide open, you know, he's high strong, but, uh, he was a very, very talented race car driver. I mean, that was. That weekend there, it was kind of it was kind of one of those up and down weekends where we we started off it wasn't that good in practice. We didn't really qualify that good, and you know he you know we expected to go out there and, and win the race because I mean he's a very talented road course driver that came from F one, won a lot of races, you know. So it was one of those deals where we had to you know back up a lot, you know, work on the setup a lot, and, and basically we kind of laid a strategy out. It it, it kind of was the same way we did when we won with Jeff. It's just you know, make it a three-stop or two-stop race. And uh, Juan passed a lot of cars early in the race, which enabled us to get a little bit better track position. The cost it fell right right after we had pitted and stuff to was able to get us some track position. And at the end of the race, it basically come down to fuel mileage. And he was very, very good at, you know, saving fuel. And I think we were running second with only a few laps to go and, and pretty much ran Jamie out of gas. Jamie McMurray, you know, and uh, were able to, come around, still do the burnout, didn't run out of gas. He did a really good job of saving gas and got us a win that day. Yeah. i tell you what. So you were with Ganassi for several years there. I was from uh, 2003 to 2008. And got another big win with uh, Jamie McMurray at Talladega. Yeah, that was a, that was at Roush after we went. Oh, was Roush. it? It was, it was, yeah. I, I, I was with Jamie from 03 to the end of 05. And then the state at Ganassi had uh, worked with uh, Casey Mears, Reed Sorensen, and Juan, and uh, then went to Roush with Jamie, and we were able to, you know, is is another one of those kind of a saving fuel again at Talladega and, and, and position ourselves to get out front to be, you know, out front toward the end of the race. And Jamie did a good job of bringing it home that day, also. Yeah, I tell you, Donnie, Donnie was really good on strategy, and. He just, the stuff like the getting out of sync and the pit stops and all that. And plus, Donnie was the crew chief on a championship winning. Actually, should have been two. We kind of got messed up out of one of them, we think. Would have said might have had a loose lug nut. But uh, super good pit crew that Donnie headed up. Some great guys. Uh, like I said, they used to, I think they called us at one time like the, over the wall, over the hill gang or something. That was it. There you go. <laughs> and you're talking about when you won the pit crew championship at, at, Tal- at uh, Rockingham, right? Rockingham. Yeah. yeah that's but, it. but they'd kind of been calling us that anyway, cause we'd been beating them before, but, uh, yeah, those, those were just some great times. And, uh, Donnie just, just done a, a, a wonderful job and he's made things real easy on me. Like all I had to worry about is this tended to my engine guy. 
and uh, he was real good. When in that pit crew race at uh, Rockingham was probably the uh, the happiest I'd ever seen Bud Moore the whole time I was there. I'd never seen him, man. <laughs> he did get thrilled to win something. He really wanted to win that thing bad, and, and when we won that thing, he, you know, he's real emotional in that. That, that meant a lot. And you, you remember the next, trip, the next deal we done, the very next year, we had our own record beat, and it would have won. Yeah. And they made kind of a borderline call, but I, I think they sort of didn't want the overhill game to <laughs> beat the young guys two years in a row. So they, Anyway, but those are some good racing times, Donnie, and I tell you what, was, you just done yeah, everything. I, everybody I, everybody I, you I, went I, to, I'll you done a good job. Guys. Yeah. Most of those guys, you know, I talk to on a weekly basis, you know, Harold and Phil and Charlie and Billy and all those guys, you know, they're all, you know, they're all getting on up there in age, but, you know, we, we lost one here not long ago, Ray Harris, that's, you know, I hated to hear that, and, uh, you know, I think Danny's still around, I think Danny teaches, does something still there in Spartanburg, but uh, great group of people we had on that pit crew. Uh, Donnie, how did you get started? I mean, I... I... I guess it was easy. I was in Spartanburg too, and I dropped the ball and never got involved in racing. Now I just write and talk about it. But how did you get involved in racing? And I, and what was your beginnings here in Spartanburg, where you you could have started in a lot of different shops? Yeah, I mean, I uh, early on, I mean, I was probably, I think I was nine or ten, and my dad was, you know, he was into going to races a lot. They took me to, uh, I went to Greenville Pickens at Columbia Speedway in 1969. And at an early age, I kind of got hooked on it. So I started doing a little dirt racing. And then really the only one there besides Bud Moore was uh, James Hilton. So I just happened, Johnny Davis was there at the time. He was the only employee James had. I just drove up one night and walked in the shop and said, you know, I'm interested in working on race cars and uh johnny told me said we can't pay you nothing but you're welcome to come in and learn so that's how i started i went that whole year i think that was in 81 or 82 and uh i went the whole year with james changed tires became a tire changer and went worked at night still going to school working a job during the day i was working community cash driving a truck Wow. And I, I kind of just, I was still going, I was going to Spartanburg Methodist College and uh, went that whole year doing that. Went to race on the weekend with uh, Don Ravan and uh, Ed. Yeah, Ed was Jack Man. Don was one of the, the other tire changers. And uh, that that's how kind of how it all started. Then uh, the following year, I went to a, a Mike Connors and David Bibbins had been helping James before Johnny came there. And, uh, they went to work for Jimmy Means when Jimmy moved from Huntsville to Forest City. And then, uh, the following year, James was kind of slowing down a little bit and wasn't racing. You know, they, a lot of different drivers, things coming in. And, uh, they had, those two had called me and see if I'd come up there and help those. So I started working at, uh, Jimmy's and I went again, a, a full year of just working part time. And then I went full time for Jimmy the next year. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. And uh, you went to uh, Spartanburg Methodist College and the University of Hilton. That's it. <laughs> nothing, nothing any better. That sounds good. <laughs> Said Johnny Davis is a you know he's a Xfinity car owner now, and you know we still talk occasionally. Uh, we still stay in touch. And 
you know, that's kind of how it all got started. You know, Johnny, give me the opportunity to come help James, and James was all for it. They needed all the volunteer help they could get. And, and again, that was truly a great learning experience because James, you know, he had done everything himself and built the engines there. I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot about the chassis and putting bolt suspension on and and things like that. And the same way with Jimmy. Jimmy was a very good teacher. Jimmy was a good fabricator. He taught me a lot about fabricating building engines and you know just every aspect of it you know my my whole career couldn't have been any better from a learning experience the way i progressed from james to jimmy to bud and then you know i was fortunate you know to get a job here where i'm at up in north carolina working with travis carter who was another super good guy super smart guy and taught me a lot and the strategy side of it travis was really good at the strategy side of it because you know he was kind of helping but he was behind that you know, the strategy we ran at, at Sonoma when we won with Jeff. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was very fortunate to have a lot of good teachers early on in my career. Yeah. i tell you how good Donnie was. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of had heard in advance, and I know Donnie remembers this, that Ford was probably going to let us go, or at least on a full-time basis, they going to let us go. And uh, so Donnie had this, this great opportunity in uh, – like he said, he said, now, if I don't like it, I can come back. And I said, you always come back. <laughs> but but Donnie actually had it set up where Jimmy come in and replaced. In other words, he didn't leave us hanging out. You know, we right. had Jimmy, Jimmy come right in when with our crew chief and still had his car. But he could come in and, and call the shots and talk on the radio. And so so Donnie, even, even when he left for uh, – greener pastures and better opportunities and everything uh he he still thought about us and had us a good crew chief sitting there to replace him donnie i I can't let you go without um asking you about uh the wood brothers and that amazing uh daytona 500 that y'all won with uh trevor bain uh that had to be a heck of a thrill oh it was it was you know, those, you know, me and, you know, like Greg knows, I mean, back even when I worked there, we were all good friends, Eddie and Lynn. Leonard and Glenn for, you know, 20, 20, 25 years, 30 years, I'd known those guys. And and Eddie had been trying to get me to come to work over there for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I said, I don't want to work for my friends. You know, I don't want to work with my friends like that. Because you know how things that things like that go. And finally the opportunity came about, and I did. And, uh, yeah, Trevor came on. We ran that one race the year before. I think that was in 2010 with him at uh, Texas. And he did really good. So, you know, we put him on. We were running a part-time schedule then. We built a new car. You know, we had the – we were getting support from Roush at the time. And, and, you know, we cut our team down smaller. And we got the cars from Roush. And we basically bolted them together. Had engineering support from Roush. And, uh, but our guys did all the body work on the car. And it was a super slick, fast car. And, uh Went down there, qualified third, so that that put us in the show since we were a part time team and didn't didn't have any points and uh, and then it just kind of progressed from there. We had gotten a wreck in the qualifying race and uh, we basically fixed it. You know, we basically put a whole front end, fenders, side, and the car. You know, in the race, Trevor did a super job. And again, it boiled down to you know you had to keep yourself out front. And uh, I think that day we only put. Uh, left side tires on one time the whole race that was uh four, th- four that, tires one time that was a race when the cars were running around like two two you had to find a partner was, and it seemed like y'all's was uh jeff yeah. gordon 
It was. It was. And then we kind of got separated. Jeff had trouble. And and it was basically David Reagan was going to win the race probably that day because we were pushing him at the time. And then he made a mistake on the restart yep. and came down before the start-finish line at Black Flag, which put us out front. Yep. And we got a big push from Bobby Labonte there at the end of the race. So, you know, it came down to, I think it was a green-white checkered, and Bobby gave us a great push and pushed us out. Trevor did a good job. Our spotter, Chip Ross, did a super good job of blocking from behind, coming down the final straightaway there. And, you know, it was a big day. Big Re- win for the Wood Brothers, and, and, and it was it was a great feeling for all of us. Real quickly, what like are you doing? Like a Daytona 500. Yeah, exactly. Real quickly, what are you doing now? I, I, I kind of I got out of racing, you know, a couple. It's been a couple years ago now, and and now I, Kim kind of pretty much booted me out of booted me out of the house. I couldn't stay at home no longer, so <laughs> she, she said you're gonna have to get out and go back to work. But uh, I, I'm working. I'm building. I'm helping a company build a mobile medical units, and I, you know, it's it's been a great experience, you know, and and we're we're doing things that helps the communities, and we actually have one down in Spartanburg. Oh, wow. So we, we just delivered one there not uh, probably a month ago or so. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I can't sit around. I have to work. That's all I've done my whole life. So uh, working with a great company and, again, a great group of people. I went to work there about a year and a half, two years ago, and I was the ninth person hired. Now we're up to like 40 people. So business is good in the, the mobile medical business. Well, we like to have our guests on for about 20 minutes, and you can tell when it's a uh... – a great guest when we are, we're coming up on 25. So Donnie, it's a, <laughs> it's a great, great, uh, story. I, I love talking to you and having you on the show and, uh, real proud of you being from Spartanburg. Like I said, we, uh, we talk about Spartanburg as much as we can with our, our great racing history and you're part of it. And just thank you so much for all you've done with Bud Moore and, and get getting Greg to get you on the show was a, was a, a great catch. And, um, we just appreciate everything. Yes, sir. I appreciate all you people. I still have all my family lives in Spartanburg, you know, so I, I visit regularly. You know, my mom and all still live there. Kim's mom still lives there. So all the family's still in Spartanburg. Great place to live. Well, when you get down here, give Greg a call and we'll, we'll take you to the Beacon or restaurant of your choice. That's my favorite place. <laughs> I go to Spartanburg. I, I eat at the Beacon. I haven't been there since yesterday at noon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. We really appreciate right. you coming on. Thank yes, you. Sir. Y'all take care. Thank y'all. All right. Great interview, Greg. Good oh. man. Good man. Oh, all the way around he is. I mean, is this? He's a guy that, that can turn wrenches. He listens. He's competitive. He's just good he, interview. He's just, just in, in a good interviewer. I mean, he it's like he, I've heard. I meant to say this while I was on the air, but Daryl Walter made a statement a couple of times. Said that Donnie Wingo has to, without a doubt, be one of the most underrated crew chiefs. Well, that's what Mike Hill told me yesterday. Yeah, and uh, that was that's been said several times. All right, we got to take a break. We are behind, as I said, but that's only because uh, Greg got us another great interview. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, take it to the finish with uh, some uh, local results from what went on last week. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Inpex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Inpex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Prio, 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel of Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and uh, we'll have a short segment here to get back on schedule. Let's take a look at the Enjoy Illinois 300, which was run last week. And uh, I think Joey Logano probably enjoyed Illinois more than anybody. When, I don't, nobody picked him, did they? No, they didn't. I don't think so. Oh, we, we need to get Greg's pick when he wanders back in here. But uh, Joey Logano was the winner. Kyle Bush was second. Kurt Bush was third. And um, I actually thought Kurt was going to pull that thing out. He was strong at the finish. Yes, he was. Him and his brother both. Yep. Ryan Blaney was fourth. Eric Almarola in his final year had a good run for fifth. Martin Truex was sixth. Eric Jones is 
having a pretty good race every week. Should have probably won Talladega a few weeks ago, but it, it didn't happen. Uh, he was seventh. Eighth was Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain, who was the subject of a little bit of controversy with his driving, which he admitted was a little over-aggressive. But I tell you what, I'd like to have him on my team. He's a, he's, his aggression uh, might have gotten out of hand. Maybe it didn't, but he's, uh, he's winning races, and uh, he's got that uh, Trackhouse racing team rolling. With the Moose fraternity car. I don't know if he's going to be with the Moose this week or not. Ninth was Christopher Bell. And 10th, never having seen the track or taken a single practice lap, was A.J. Allmendinger. Because he had just won the Xfinity race in Portland in the rain the day before. Uh, flew out of Portland, got to St. Louis, and uh, finished 10th in a race uh, that he had never even seen the track. So that, that's quite an accomplishment, and he's a good driver said he flew out of portland and he actually had a trophy sitting with him on the plane on the plane everybody <laughs> was laughing about it <laughs> well i probably handed out a few autographs and uh postcards while he was doing it uh okay the point standings the playoff standings after this race and now we've got four people with two wins each and they are in order ross chastain is first joey logano is second william byron third and denny hamlin is fourth now, the rest of these next guys, uh, 5 through 11, have only one win, which I feel pretty sure is going to be safe to get you in the playoffs. Chase Elliott's fifth. Kyle Busch is sixth. Kyle Larson, seventh. Alex Bowman is eighth. Chase Briscoe, ninth. Kurt Busch is tenth. And Austin Sendrick is 11th. He won the Daytona 500. The following drivers haven't won a race, so this is on their stage points that they've uh, acquired. 12th is Ryan Blaney, 13th Martin Truex, 14th Christopher Bell, 15th Eric Almarola, and 16th is Tyler Reddick. On the outside looking in with a with a decent chance to make it and is uh, uh, Daniel Suarez, which I think he's going to win a race this year, and uh, Austin Dillon and Eric Jones and Chase Briscoe had a chance to win a few weeks ago. They could easily slip into that top 16 and make the playoffs. Going over to Xfin. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, the next race, of course, is tomorrow. Uh, that's at Sonoma. The Toyota Save Mart 350, and that's at 4 p.m. on Fox. And after this week, we won't have Fox anymore. It'll be all NBC and USA Network. That's what their backup is. Uh, be using them a lot coming up for the rest of the year. The Xfinity race. Uh, as I just mentioned, was it Portland, Oregon, and A.J. Allmendinger won it. Ty Gibbs was second. Noah Cragson third. Josh Berry fourth. Uh, uh, Justin Allgaier fifth. Brandon Jones sixth. And, uh, yeah, actually what I'm doing here, I'm reading the standings. I didn't, like a dope, I didn't print out the the uh, finishing lineup. Uh, but A.J. Allmendinger did win last week. But those are the that's the standings. Almondinger, Gibbs, Cragson, Barry, Allgaier, sixth is Brandon Jones, seventh, Sam Mayer, eighth, Austin Hill, ninth, Daniel Hemrick, and tenth, Landon Castle. Jeremy Clements dropped two spots down to tenth place um twentieth place. He's gonna have to win a race. He's um he's twenty points behind Alex LeBay, who's run two less races than Jeremy, so that tells you how how bad Jeremy's doing. Jeremy's um 49 points behind Miat Snyder 
and he's 74 points behind Sheldon, uh, behind, uh, yeah, Brandon Brown. So, uh, I'm sorry, Sheldon Creed, I had it right the first time. Did you watch the race? Did you see the mess Jeremy got involved in? Yes, I did. Hey, I mean, he wasn't touched. It looked like he just got off in the grass and it was raining. And when you hit that wet grass, you're gone. He slid back into the middle of the track, facing the traffic. And um, a bunch of people missed him, but one guy didn't. Well, that's uh, the way it is out there. And uh, everybody knows Portland's a lot of rain and them boys is having a race in the rain. Did you see all the deals with the first turn down there? Oh, yeah. A uh, bunch of them messed up there, but I think it was just better just run off there and just stop right fast and didn't pick up and go. Yeah. So, the, uh, when I was in the Secret Service, I went to Portland a bunch and uh, Seattle. I never saw the sun anytime I was up in the in the Northwest. It's just, uh, it's uh, to me, it was a rare occurrence. In fact, it was a never occurrence. I never saw the sun up there. The truck series. Oh, let me back up again. I don't know why I keep doing this. But the uh, Xfinity, will they're off this week. They're off next week. And their next race will be on June 25th at Nashville on the big uh, concrete track for the Tennessee Lottery 250. And that will be at 3.30 on USA. So get used to USA if you've got uh, Charter. It's Channel 30, I believe. The trucks run tomorrow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They run today. Uh, uh, late today. That's a 7.30 start out there on FS1, so it's a, um, it's a 7.30 start for us. It's 3.30 in Sonoma. The point standings for the trucks, and that will be, the by the way, the DoorDash 250, 3.30 this evening on uh, FS1. Point standings, Ben Rhodes is first, Chandler Smith is second, Zane Smith is third, John Hughes, uh, Hunter Nemechek is fourth, Stuart Friesen fifth, Christian Eck is sixth. Ty Majeski seventh. Carson Hosevar, who um, is injured, had an ankle surgery for his crack up there on the last lap at Gateway when he got T-boned. We'll uh, have Daniel Suarez standing by for him to get in uh, at the first pit stop, which I, according to Deb, he's probably only going to run, run one lap, and he won't lose too much. He'll lose a bunch of time, but he won't lose a lap because uh, – Gateway on, on a road course this is the best place to do something like this. Um, where was that? Grant Enfinger is 10th. So, once again, they will run this evening. ARCA runs today, and they will um, be in Iowa, if I'm not mistaken, and that's uh, in the Calypso Lemonade 150. Their point standings is, uh, I mean, it uh, really shows a lot of diversity. With Rajah Karuth is uh, leading that point standings by five points, and he is an African American. He's got a five point lead over Nick Sanchez, who is obviously Latin American. Daniel Dye is third. Fourth is Tony Breitinger, and fifth is Amber Balcon. And of course, they're both ladies. So, uh, I mean, you can't you can't have much more diversity in the first five than they they're having in ARCA. Sixth is Greg Van Alt. Seventh, Zachary Trink- Tinkle. Eighth, Corey Heim. Ninth, Brad Smith. And tenth is Ryan Huff. Um, Indy cars. The results from Belle Isle. Uh, Will Power was the winner there. And he got the privilege of jumping in the fountain for the last time because Penske, after he said uh, 
he's pumped 20 million dollars or so into that bell aisle and just to fix up the whole island uh not just the race course but um he feels like it's time to move it to downtown detroit so that's what he's doing so the last race at bell aisle for the indy cars was last sunday will power won it alexander rossi was second scott dixon third joseph newgarten fourth pato award was fifth alex Pelot sixth Marcus Erickson, your Indy 500 winner, was seventh. Colton Herta was eighth. Simon Pagano, ninth. And Felix Rosenquist was tenth. The uh, point standings for the Indy cars. Will Power is the point leader. Marcus Erickson is second. Pato Award is third. Alex Pillow, fourth. Joseph Newgarden, fifth. Scott Dixon, sixth. Alexander Rossi, seventh. Simon Pagano, eighth. Felix Rosenquist, ninth, and Scott McLaughlin, 10th. Let's take a break, our last one. Come back and uh, wrap this thing up. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on-the-go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Value when product served. Amateur boxing is back in Spartanburg as the 2022 South Carolina Golden Gloves Championship returns to Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium June 17th and 18th. Come out and see the best amateur boxer South Carolina has to offer as they battle for the Golden Gloves State Championship. Doors open at 6 p.m. on Friday, June 17th with fights beginning at 7. Doors open on Saturday at 5 with fights beginning at 6 p.m. For more information or purchase tickets, visit scgoldengloves.com. Tickets can also be purchased at Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium box office or at crowdpleaser.com. The 2022 South Carolina Golden Gloves Championship June 17th and 18th at Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium. Ronnie, you know, Tyler just mentioned something happening in Spartanburg that I think is going to be very interesting yep. and wouldn't mind seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing that the either. The South Carolina Golden Gloves Championship. Yep, that would probably be a, a fun evening. Speaking of Tyler. And fun evenings. <laughs> he, uh, of course, sat in for the morning boys. They were on location out there at uh, one of those golf courses for the M- uh, BMW Pro-Am. Tyler's getting married at 3 o'clock. He sure is. And uh, I tell you what, Tyler's been a big help for this show. We He's our go-to guy when a, and, a button didn't get pushed or whatever and has always figured it out. And when we ask him, need to either text or call him to ask him something, He's never failed to answer us. No, and I remember that one time I something was going wrong and we were it was counting down to the top of the hour and the hard break and I could see the cursor moving all over the <laughs> screen over here and he was doing that remotely from Union but Tyler's a great guy. Uh, well, what a help he was at Darlington with us and setting oh, all that stuff up. So uh congratulations to Tyler and his bride Kelly and at three uh, o'clock uh, in Union. Is Kelly. Pardon me? Give Gale, Kelly my condolences. <laughs> And uh, they're going to be, uh, I think they're going up to Dollywood or someplace for a... Uh, oh, that'd be a fun trip. Yeah, he was talking about it on his show yesterday morning. So, uh, And by the way, if you don't know it, I do a show. Uh, I got like 10 or 15 minutes with uh, Tyler every Monday morning recapping NASCAR. And I throw a little Indy in there, but it's mostly about Jeremy and uh, Xfinity and the Cup. And uh, But I'm going to do it with Alex Smith this week. So uh, Alex yeah. is sitting in while... Uh, Alex, uh, while uh, Tyler Tyler gets his nuptials officiated and goes on his honeymoon. And good uh, luck to well, you, Tyler. A well-deserved little vacation here for the honeymoon. There you go. And also, got to thank Lanny. Lanny's been under the weather, and we're two weeks behind on our 
getting our podcast on there. And we'll uh, miss you, Lanny. We uh, he sent me the instructions on how to do it, and I took one look at it and I sent them to Ronnie or <laughs> asked Lanny to send them to Ronnie. And Ronnie, if you can find time to do that, I'd appreciate it. I'll but, work on that. But we uh, we need to get our podcast updated, and I'll let you take the flash drive home because we'll be recording them here. But Lanny uh is under the weather he'll be back better than ever and he's our backup and he does maintain the budmore engineering website and uh does the um uh the podcast as we just mentioned start me up aj let's do some uh oh let me mention speaking of aj indy is at road america i didn't mention that where they are this week but they're at road america and uh be interesting to see them back on the road course i don't think they've got any more ovals i don't think they i'll have to check that but i think their road course rested the way the uh formula one did not run last week so they uh the standings um max verstappen is the points leader and defending champion charles leclerc is nine points behind him in second place sergio perez is 15 points behind in third george russell is fourth carlos Sainz is fifth lewis hamilton sixth lando norris seventh Valtteri Bottas is eighth, Esteban Ocon is ninth, and Kevin Magnuson and the Haas Engineering uh, uh, Independent Ferraris are is tenth, and um, he's hanging in there. He's 110 points behind, so there's no chance of him winning the championship. Which um, I tell you what, Red Bull's looking awful good there, Alan. They've won four in a row and five out of seven. Only two they didn't win. Ferrari won. Yeah, and. Uh you know, it's late race comeback. You know, sometimes it can happen like that. Well, they, uh, they got a long way to go. They run like a 22 or 23 race season. So that's, uh, they have quite a ways to go. They've only run seven races. So they're not even, they're not even close to halfway yet. So, uh, that's formula one. They will be, uh, racing this week at Azerbaijan, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. That's a mouthful. And that's at Baku, Azerbaijan. So uh, I'll have the TV time. It's easy for you to say. No, it's not either. <laughs> uh, what are you doing with that baseball bat? I just found it laying over here. And you look like you're getting ready to rear back and swat well, one out. It's been a long time since I swung one. And this is actually a Louisville slugger. Oh, what? A, is there another kind of bat? Hmm. Is there another kind of bat? Not as far as I'm concerned. I don't think so either. Uh, when I was with uh, Walter Mondale. In the 1984 uh, presidential campaign, he uh, he did something in Louisville. It may, had I, I think he made some fantastic speech, something that sort of cleared the way for him. Got Jesse Jackson and Gary Hart and all those other guys out of the way, and it was in Louisville at the University of Louisville, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that was the name of his plane. He had the logo Louisville Slugger on the nose of a plane. It was a Braniff Airline. They're, that goes back a few years. Braniff. Okay. Also, a deputy sheriff shot himself in the foot, putting his gun in his trunk. That was an exciting trip. <laughs> so, anyway, let's go to IMSA, where uh, kind of a kind of a, of a forgettable week for the Action Engineering Wayland in, uh, Action Motorsports Wayland Engineering team uh, of Pipo Durrani and their new driver Olivier Pla. Um, Got disqualified there, Alan. What happened? Uh, after the race, you go across them scales, and there's about six pounds light. And uh talked to my brother, and he said they had to change the rear tail section and 
somebody kind of dropped the ball. One tail section was a little bit heavier than the other tail section. And, uh, you know, which six pounds, maybe they might have just thought that, that was, you know, that's only a gallon of gas. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if you think about it and you burn up a gallon of gas on the lap. So, uh, it was, it was sometimes you just cut a little too close and was it written on there? Maybe someplace use last or do not use or something I like that. I don't think so. No, but you're supposed to have a man supposed to kind of know what's going on there. Yeah. As all the, you know, you've seen all the equipment that they got on there. Well, so, uh, that was unfortunate, but, but had a good, had a good car there. I mean, they was chasing them down there at one time. Yeah. If you, if you watched the race, I had to fast forward through it to cram everything in, but yeah, they, they were, I like Pla. I think he's got a little bit better than, uh, Nunez had Nunez. a little more on the ball, but, uh, the results of the Detroit Bell Isle Grand Prix, uh, Sebastian Bourdais and ringer Van de Zandy won it. And another Cadillac, Tom Blomquist and Oliver Jarvis were second. Earl Bamber and Alex Lynn were third. Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor were fourth. Richard Westbrook and Tristan Vautier were fifth. And sixth with no points and uh, disqualified were Pipo Durrani and Olivier Pla. And I also have here um, and GTD winner, which was seventh place overall, was uh, Ben Barnacott and Kyle Kirkwood, who's AJ Foyce Indy driver. And during the Indy race last week, they were talking quite a bit about uh, how he had won the the GT race the day before. So the WeatherTech point standings, Blomquist and Jarvis are first. Albuquerque and Taylor are second. Bamber and Alex Lynn are third. Fourth is Sebastian Bourdais and Ringer Vanderzandy. I love it when they call Sebastian Bourdais Seabass. And... Uh, Tristan Vautier and Richard Westbrook are fifth. And um, Felipe Durrani uh, uh, and Tristan Nunez. Well, Durrani's sixth. Nunez is seventh. But he's not on the team anymore. And so he will be dropping through the standings. And Olivier Pla is 17th. And that was his first race. And he'll be rising in the standings. And hopefully the second part of this year will uh, uh, be more successful for the Wheeling team. By the way. Mike Hill, who's probably listening and a good friend of the show, sent us, uh, Alan and I, pictures of the new Cadillac for, um, Le Mans 24-hour car for next year. And, I mean, it's about the prettiest thing I've ever seen. It's uh, I'm sure you can go on the website. They debuted it at uh, Le Mans on Thursday, which, by the way, Le Mans is having the, uh, what did you say it started, Ronnie? 1923 mm-hmm. was the first 24 hours of Le Mans. And they are uh, racing the um, 24 hours of mines this week. And I had it pulled up on my phone here. And now it's, I guess it timed out. It's not there anymore. Uh, nope. Got it right here. The front, uh, here's the, and they call this hypercar qualifying. These were just super, uh, I guess it's like the IMSA cars on steroids or something. But uh, Toyotas are dominant. With uh, Sebastian Buemi and Brent, I'm sorry. Yeah, Buemi, Brandon Hartley, and Rio Hurakawa. Uh, They got three drivers there because it's a 24-hour race. They're on the pole. Another Toyota with Mike Conway, who we know him. Um, Alan Komu Kobayashi, 
and we know him for being able to step on the button. Yes, he will. Yep. And uh, uh, Jose Maria Lopez, they're starting second. Third is uh, an Alpine with Nicholas Lapierre, Andre Nagaro, and uh, it just says Mathal. I don't know who that is. I don't know if it's Walter Mathal. I think he's a little too old and too dead. Um, fourth is Ryan Briscoe, Richard Westbrook, and Frank Malo. And fifth is Pipo Durrani, who runs the uh, the car for uh, Action Motorsports. Roman Dumas and Olivier Pla. So they're starting fifth. So a lot of the IMSA drivers have gone over to run this series uh, or this big, big race at Le Mans. Well, Perry, you'll start seeing that new Cadillac at the 24 hours of Daytona. Ah, that was, uh, that's did, when uh, next year's whenever they they will run that the whole length of the season. Oh, okay. Did somebody just tell you that? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Mike was listening. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Quickly, we got three and a half minutes. Let's look at the television. A lot of on television, by the way. Uh, the 24 hours of Le Mans, what I'm looking at here, started at 9.30 this morning and um, is on all 24 hours of it on Motor Trend Television. I don't know how you get that, but I'm sure with these smart TVs, it won't be too hard to figure out. I might try to figure it out myself. Formula One qualifying ended an hour ago, so we don't need to go there. That's an Azerbaijan. IndyCar practice, um, well, that's over also. That was on Peacock from Road America. So IndyCar qualifying from Road America on Peacock at 145. Then at 730 tonight is the Camping World Truck Series. Um, at 2 o'clock is the qualifying. The race is at 730 uh, tonight. Uh, cup practice and qualifying from Sonoma will be on FS2 at 4, 4.30. IndyCar practice on Peacock at 5.20. ARCA from Iowa on MAV TV at 9 o'clock tonight, live. And we've got uh, tomorrow, continuing the 24 hours of Mans um, on Motor Trend Television. That will, Well, it's on all the time. I, that race is, uh, will go off the air at 10.30. I think it's over at 9.30. Formula One will be uh, at 9 o'clock on ESPN3. I'm sorry, on ESPN from Azerbaijan. And uh, actually, the race will start at 7 o'clock in the morning, 7 till 9. So you've got to get up a little bit early for that. IndyCar from 1 o'clock at 1 o'clock from Road America. That's on NBC. NASCAR Cup at 4 o'clock. That's at Sonoma. That's tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock for the cup race. And uh, and that's it. We got a minute forty-two left. Uh, Let me take a minute to congratulate North Greenville University. Their baseball team last night won the. No, it was not. It was last night. Won the Division Two baseball national championship. It's played in Cary, North Carolina, and something I learned this week I didn't know. Uh, baseball USA has a training center. For the Olympic teams and Kerry. Well, Kerry, my brother used to live there, and that's Raleigh. Yeah, and uh, North Greenville outscored their opponents in a four and zero series this week, a combined thirty four to twelve. And Landon Powell, I Landon think, is Powell. the coach who was a Gamecock on those championship teams uh, they had back in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, is the coach over there. Congratulations to him and. Uh, 
Unless there was a bunch of upstate kids, several Spartanburg County kids on the team. We need to get him hired at Carolina. Uh, or at Clemson. Uh, no, not he needs to go to Carolina. He needs to, where to, he came he needs from. to go to Clemson. Uh, Greg, you got anything real quick? You got about 10 seconds. All I say is this tickle death be here, and it was good to have Donnie Wingo talk to him, and we've got some great guests coming up uh, next few weeks, and just a good day for racing this like I say, we got a lot of raising on TV. As Perry said, let's just keep keep watching it. Alan, what you got? Hair Speedway tonight. Cherokee Speedway Thursday night. And uh, Jack Ingram Memorial today at Hickory. Oh, okay. Well, that's a big one. Oh, yes, it yeah. is. That, that sounds good. Well, I tell you what. We appreciate everybody listening. Got off to a rough start this morning, but uh, we got all the buttons finally lined up and pushed right. So uh, thank you for listening. Natalie, get a table ready. We're on the way. And keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The home for bump and run 